Hey everyone, it's Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, and we're here for another DevOps chat. Excuse me. This episode of DevOps chat features uh, an old friend and a new friend. Uh, we have, first of all, co-founder and CEO of FleetSmith, Zach Blum, uh, who's the new friend. Zach, welcome. Thanks so much. Great to meet you, John. Okay. And then joining Zach is our old friend, uh, Luke Canise, and Luke really needs no uh, introduction to our audience. Luke's founder of Huffington. Famous on the internet. <laughs> Famous on the internet, and, but still puts a token in when he jumps on the subway. Um, but anyway, Luke, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. So let, let's get this out of the way right away. Luke, what's your connection to FleetSmith? I have been uh, trying to help Zach and his co-founders, trying to tell all the stories of all the ridiculous mistakes that I made in hopes that they make only new mistakes. Wouldn't that be a great thing? <laughs> we can dream, right? We can dream. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you could bottle that, man, you, you really would be famous. Um, so, so, Zach, before we even jump into Fleetsmith, then let, you know, Luke's told us, what the connection is always interested to hear how did you hook up with luke and come about to i'm going to assume you asked him to be a an advisor here yeah well it's funny actually even before that uh the interesting thing is puppet itself was the inspiration for us starting fleetsmith so the connection goes really far back i was the uh it director at a company called wikia and we had this problem where we needed to manage our device fleet. And so um, I asked around my peers in IT and security and talked to a guy at Dropbox and asked how they did it internally. And it turns out that they use a bunch of open source tools traditionally used by DevOps pros actually to manage their laptops. And so I went out and learned all about uh, Puppet and um, realized, oh my goodness, there's an amazing application you know, opportunity here on the endpoint side. And so. Long story short, that guy at Dropbox, uh, Jesse Endall, became our co-founder and CISO and head of product. And, um, you know, Luke and Puppet were a major inspiration. So pretty cool. Uh, very cool. Very cool. So, you know, let, let's address Fleetsmith, right? What, what is it you guys do? Yeah, thanks so much for asking. We, we do a few things. We're a modern Apple device management product. So we help companies manage their corporate Macs, iPhones, iPads, and Apple TVs. And we really try to accomplish four things for our customers. Number one is making onboarding new hires as seamless as possible, so employees ramp right away. We do that by automating new device setup, so straight out of the box, uh, the computers set themselves up. The second one is we provide fleet-wide device intelligence so that IT can see problems before employees get interrupted. And we do that with uh, really cool reporting um, on exactly what's going on out there. The third one is we provide employees with a uniform up-to-date computing environment. We do that through automating OS uh, and third-party app packaging, patching, uh, and the delivery of those, as well as config for Wi-Fi printers, VPN, other tools. Uh, and the fourth one, the last one, is we decrease business risk for our customers by allowing them to enforce in an automated way security best practices. So features like disencryption with automatic key escrow, remote lock and wipe, uh, and so th those are the four things we do. Really try to help um, you know, companies of any size, especially small and medium businesses, take those best practices and apply them in an automated way without huge teams and huge budgets. 
Excellent, man. You know, as crazy as it sounds, I almost feel like you serve an underserved business segment for the first trillion dollar company ever, right? <laughs> well, we think you're right. Yeah. I mean, uh, unfortunately, too many of the companies that uh, we come across have nothing in place at all. No visibility, no automation around this. And uh, then there are a lot of companies who have something in place and it's just incredibly tedious to administer. And uh, there's so many higher value things that IT and security can focus on uh, than you know, manual packaging of software updates. You know, providing great customer service to their employees, helping them do better work. So we're really excited. You know, it, but, it, but this has always been a problem, right? I, I go back in my years in security, we, I, we, the company I helped found had kind of one of the pioneers in what we called the NAC market, the network access control. So it was a little different. As you would log on to a network, we would check your, your endpoint, whatever that might be, and, and make sure it, it conformed to whatever the policy that was set. And part of those policies were, were you up to date on your patches and your AVs and all of that good stuff. And, right. and even then, and, and, and by the way, this was for, you know, three-letter agencies and, and U.S. Department of Defense networks. Even then, checking Macs was like a black hole. Right? Yep. And, and It's always been that way. I'm sorry, what? It's always been that way for, for various reasons. And one of them is that they just haven't been used as much. The second is that uh, Macs have always been kind of cut out of IT policy. Either the Windows, the IT has always been run by Windows, and they either say, no, you can't have them, or yes, you're going to have them, but don't ever talk to us about them. And so they've, they've kind of always been out. And in the last 10, 15 years, Apple's really done a great job of building a device that is, is better for actual usage. And mm -hmm. so it started out, you know, very much in the conversation of IT trend, which is how PCs got started in the 80s, of course, was people bring their own computers in. Well, then they started bringing their own Macs in. And now you look, especially at small companies, and they've gone from, I've got a couple of Macs for my designers to everyone has a Mac and I've got a couple of PCs because my accounting people have to use the Windows version of Excel for whatever reason. You know what, that, that's exactly it. And, and, and it's interesting that we, um, we, we get this kind of uh, folks coming in, and one of my colleagues just joined here, I apologize. So, you know, when Macs were 2% of the market, maybe no one cared. But as we were talking off mic earlier, when you start getting to 20% or more of the market or thereabouts, you know, that's, that's a number, right? That, that's a sizable amount, amount to worry about. But how much of it, and I'll throw it both at Luke and Zach, how much of it, guys, is due to, um, you know, Apple's professed policy of not wanting to be in the enterprise, of not wanting to be in that business market, of being a consumer brand, right? And, and as a result, you know, if it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, but it's really not a duck. Right? How how much of that is is to blame here for our up to this point neglect of of managing Max in the workplace? You want to start on that, Luke? Sure. Um, honestly, I don't think much is for for at least two reasons. And one is that it wouldn't have mattered if Apple had decided they really wanted to be enterprise; they would have failed. And we know that because they've taken multiple cracks at trying to yeah. do enterprise stuff. And all of them fail 
if they're lucky, they deflate quietly and just get brushed into a corner. And if they're unlucky, they fail relatively spectacularly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Apple has in the past fought against its own DNA and, and lost because that's, that's how it works, right? Um, you know, and, and you look at Microsoft today and they're resurgent. And one of the ways they're resurgent is that they're doing a better job of being who they are rather than trying to be who they're not. Um, and I think the second reason is that, you know, Windows was incredibly dominant for so long. And the way in which Windows succeeded was very business-oriented, very, and yes, it was kind of user-oriented at first, but, it, but that was a long time ago. When, you know, when I came up, I went to college in the 90s, my, you know, first cut my teeth, I was a Solaris user. I was, you know, back before there was Linux. And so even then, you wouldn't choose between Windows and Mac in a corporate environment. You would choose between Windows and Solaris in a corporate environment. Right. And again, you had a couple designers in the corner and they had Macs because what they did was, was really specialized. But I don't really think it had anything to do with Apple. If anything, Apple was struggling to hold on at all. And it was less that they weren't an enterprise company and more that, wow, we've found like two people who can't live without our product and we're going to make sure we do everything you can to make them as happy as possible. And we're not going to worry about anybody else. And it was only when kind of the world changed a lot, you know, partially because jobs came back, but partially because the world changed a lot, right? The internet came out. And the reason why you own a computer shifted from because I need one for work to because I need one at home, right? And, and if the iMac had been 10 years earlier, they wouldn't have sold any because why would you have a computer at your house in 1990? There was, no, there was not nearly so much reason. But when you can dial in, when you've got internet, that really changed the world. And then the trends, the drivers of computing shifted from entirely business use cases to at least 50-50 personal business use cases. And one can argue today that the majority drivers of how people think about their relationship to commuting is mostly driven by consumer use cases and that pushes into the enterprise. And you know, we've seen this consumerization of IT trend going back decades and it's more of a, a treadmill or a, an escalator than it is a, a one-time uh, blip. But to me, this, this really explains why it matters now and it didn't matter before because, because that consumer use case is driving so much of the story. Yeah. I mean, so, so Luke, I'm a little older than you, right? So for me, yeah, Solaris was my first company we ran, you know, Spark servers, UltraSpark, actually. But, they may uh, be slow, but they sure are expensive. They don't even go there, man. <laughs> but, um, but on top of that, I was an OS2 dude. I loved OS. I was running OS2 really early on. I, I still don't understand why, you know, Windows is here and not OS2, but that's another story. But, you know, one of the things that I think has really enabled this is there used to be such a, a gulf, such a, frankly, a pain in the butt to move. You know, if your colleague was on Mac and you were on uh, Windows and you just had to give them a Word file to use or a spreadsheet or anything for that matter, you, you know, reformatting disk and doing all that nonsense, it... it Beyond the internet, interoperability between them has really, I think, forced it that. But that, you know, that it speaks for itself, right? A lot of us are using Macs today. I'm on a Mac right now. Zach, what are the, and, and we shouldn't just focus on Macs. We should focus on, look, the iPhones and the iPads and, and Apple TV and, you know, it's ubiquitous, man. And, and, Nothing drives security people battier than than having sort of unknown devices or unmanaged devices or, you know, 
black holes in their network. Absolutely. And, and, and so I would imagine that's the, the, uh, the allure, if you will, of, of giving Fleetsmith Fleet the world. Yeah, absolutely. And especially with the sort of uh, move to Internet of Things, uh, even with computing devices like iOS and iPad, you have iPads, for example, in non-traditional computer roles, like the front desk check-in machine, yeah. right, or the conference room calendar. And then you have often three devices comprising a conference room video conference setup, right? And so these aren't as much for individual employees anymore. These are sort of use case driven, um, almost appliance type applications. And so not only do you have these unassigned, if you will, devices floating out there, they're just on the internet, right? The, the corporate network, as far as computer management and security of devices is dead, right? We need to secure the endpoints wherever they are um, and provide visibility. So that's one of the great things about uh, a product like Fleetsmith is that we you know, provide that to IT and security folks, whatever network the device is on um, and whatever its application is. And I wanted to add one thing to what uh, continue Luke's first point before. You know, Apple absolutely has been a consumer company. And now that there's um, such a high enterprise market share, they've actually stepped up and are building a lot of really great management APIs, uh, kind of recognizing that third-party providers of MDM like us are able to then run with that, where that is in our DNA. We are, you know, experienced IT and security folks. And so they're doing some really exciting stuff that's enabling uh, further map uh, penetration into the enterprise, which is great. Absolutely. Um, one other just question, and, you know, because this is something that's kind of, you know, it's close to where, where I've come from in, in some ways. If I'm the IT guy or the security guy, I absolutely abhor having multiple management interfaces systems that I got to work with. So I've got this to manage my Mac stuff in iOS, I got this to manage my Windows stuff, I got this to manage my Linux, I got my cloud management stuff, you know, my how does it, does Fleetsmith integrate with any of sort of the larger Windows or other kinds of uh, device management products out Alan, there? Alan, you're talking about the fabled single pane of glass. I think that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, <laughs> it, well, we're the mythical single pane of glass, but okay. That's right. Well, you said it, and I, I you know, to answer your question directly, we do integrate with um, G Suite and Office 365 so that when people adopt Fleetsmith, they don't have a ton of manual data entry for their inventory. But aside from that, as far as devices go, uh, there's kind of the suite uh, device management. There's the suite approach and the best of breed approach. And unless you have incredibly, incredibly simple needs, usually the suite approach, um, you know, these companies that build management for every single OS really fall short in all but one. They really started as a single platform and just tacked on a couple checkboxes. And so, Unfortunately, in today's world, the reality is that if you need, um, you know, zero touch deployment, you need to automate the setup of new devices and you need file vault disencryption with automated key escrow. You need to make sure everything's encrypted. You really need the best of breed solution. And so we do all of Apple um, and there are some products that do all of Windows, <laughs> a lot out of Microsoft and um, past a certain point, those are pretty much uh, just a requirement today. I, I would go a little further and say um, I would add a, a different dimension 
that's less platform because Puppet, for example, is promiscuously cross-platform, but almost entirely server-side. And so you can use, as, as Zach found in the early days, you can use Puppet to manage your desktops. But what you'll find is just a constant low-level friction in doing so because so much of our workflows, so much of, our, of the experience is built around servers. You might say, well, why is it hard to, if you're, you know, servers seem more complicated than desktops, why is it hard to manage them? And the answer is desktops are off all the time. Laptops are off all the time. They check in from different networks all the time. You, you don't get to decide when is a good time for the user to reboot their computer. The user really has to decide. So you've got to build a completely different experience around the product. And it's something that could be done, but there was a lot of friction. And so I, I would say that, uh, you know, I agree with that point that you've got to pick best of breed. And part of that dimension is what platform are you talking about managing? Certainly a Windows uh, solution for Windows being used to manage your Macs is not a great idea. But also, I think a solution for servers, a solution for backend is not a great solution to manage desktops and laptops. And, uh, and that's really where you do need a different solution. And not that it's impossible that you could have a company doing both, but it's unlikely and it certainly hasn't happened yet. Got it. Got it, got it. Guys, we are right on the top of the hour, and uh, unfortunately, I need to end it right here. But before we do, Zach, really quickly, people can get more information about Fleetsmith at? Yeah, just go to fleetsmith.com. Okay. And um, you know what? Maybe we could follow up oh, in a couple of weeks before the end of the year. Because I, I do think the whole issue of Mac management as well as non-computer device or non-traditional PC, you know, devices, whether they be iPads or, you know, some sort of IoT, and whether they're running, frankly, iOS or some other, you know, non-Windows, non-Linux, well, maybe Linux, uh, the idea of keeping them, you know, compliant with whether it be a security policy, access policies, what have you, is is a really big problem. A lot of companies try to tackle, but they tend to to stay in the you know the the low hanging fruit lane rather than maybe some of the corner cases. As bad as a corner case as it may be, you know, still not the mainstream like that. Makes yeah, sense? absolutely. I could talk about that all day. Would love to. All right, we'll we'll schedule something. Hey, Luke, I'm sorry we didn't have enough time to really dig into what else you've got going on, but maybe we can uh, do a follow-up at some point on that as well. That would be great. I will warn you that most of what I'm doing next is uh, pointedly not very DevOps. I took 20 years in London industry has been enough, and so there's, there's a lot that I'm, that I'm working on, but it's taking the lessons of the last 20 years and, and trying to use some of those same tools in, in different places with different people. It's, that's not a bad thing either, my friend. <laughs> right? As we said earlier, it's live. Yep. Um, good luck with it, though, and we'll be in touch. Uh, guys, thanks for being our guest on this episode of DevOps Chat. Fleetsmith.com, that's F-L-E-E-T-S-M-I-T-H.com. If you're looking to manage and, and secure your Macs, your iOS devices, worth checking out. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com. Until next time, everyone, have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, Alan.